Guys, we are officially live with our ninth episode of Hobnails Hoops and High Cheddar. Uh, this is Danny Rucker. We got Christian Britt and Emery Kane, and we also are going to have Cody Lowe and Jody Lowe, Cosby Legends, joining us tonight. Uh, they are standing by, waiting for us. Uh, we're going to go through a couple segments real fast, and then we're going to jo- uh, have them join in. Uh, guys, we're going to do a couple things before we we talk to them. We're going to recap that draft. Who won this draft? The, the uh, Thanksgiving sides. Oh, it was me, absolutely. Emory won. Absolutely murdered you guys. What's the what are the standings, by the way? I just want to know what yeah, yeah, 46%. I, didn't, I just want to know if I'm in I didn't review the standings here lately, but I've got it. I've got it. Y'all are you got forty six percent. Yeah. Are you talking about for the draft? No, you have the standings. The standings. No, the standings. Like oh, the oh, oh, no, no. No, he should be ahead of that too. Although he did okay. lose a point for uh, old Carolina losing last week. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll make sure we have that. about that. I don't like that rule. Well, I like it. <laughs> you're in for a long season. I saw I saw them Carolina boys. <laughs> I like it. Duke's got hey, Duke's got a loss coming this week too, so don't worry. Hey, that's our uh, that's the big game, Duke and Gonzaga. We're gonna <sighs> talk about that here in a little bit. Um, some things I did like for you. We did that live feed last night, 26 minutes, and it was just us. We weren't prepared at all. We just started talking, and I had a lot of people say they really enjoyed just us talking uh, and and being funny, just normal conversation, and that's. That's the goal, but we, um, like I said, we were not prepared for that twenty-six minutes, and we we're a lot more prepared today. This is a normal podcast for us. Uh, yeah, a lot of people like said now that we're prepared. Well, I know a lot of people said <laughs> gravy is not a side dish. Even Jody said gravy is not a side dish. Listen, I had one note Dude. for this segment. One note, and Did it talk is about gravy. It's work. No, for this whole recap draft, Thanksgiving <laughs> topics, I had I had four words on my note. Gravy is a side. That's it. That's all I had. <laughs> it is. It is. There's no End argument about it. No. Yeah. End of discussion. End of discussion. Guys, besides eating for Thanksgiving, what's the best thing about Thanksgiving? Uh, going for seconds. Uh, go- <laughs> I said besides. What you say? Going for, going for seconds. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, time with your family, but there's always uh, um, good games on on Thanksgiving uh, except for the Detroit Lions, they are, are always terrible. Yeah. So um, there's always good football. There's always good basketball around that time. So it's it's always fun. Um, there's always good, like I said, good basketball, especially tournaments, early game, turn, early season tournaments. Always have some top tier teams going against each other. Um, so always love to watch those early. It's, it's almost like a end of tournament feel to those games. What are what are some things you could do without? When it comes to Thanksgiving, I'm going to tell you one thing I can do without the three o'clock lunchtime because I don't eat lunch at three o'clock. I don't, <laughs> I, I think it's garbage that we have to wait till three o'clock to eat lunch a lot of times. We got to, we got to have all this time to prepare. No, you prepare earlier because I want to eat it <laughs> no later than one o'clock. I told Amanda she's making most of our Thanksgiving dinner. I said, well, I'm, we're going to eat no later than one o'clock. I don't care if I have to get up at six o'clock to help prepare. We're not going to eat any later than one because that's lunchtime. Three o'clock is dinner time. So that's one thing I could do without is the late start. We're well, supposed but to I, skip breakfast and lunch, and then that's so we can have. I do, like I do, but four helpings of everything mm, when you get. I, if if you skip breakfast, that means you have to. Then you're way hungrier by the by three o'clock. Absolutely, listen, listen, you can eat so much Thanksgiving. I would prefer your setup than what I have going on tomorrow. So What's I've got setup? I've got a, I've got what you call blended family, many different people. No kid, no kids. 
but uh, somehow this big, huge blended family. I've got three different Thanksgiving events to go to tomorrow. And that's bad. Why? That's, that's, that's bad because by the time you get to the third, you don't even want to be in the same room as food. That's true. <laughs> You're driving all over God's creation for first, seconds, thirds, fourth. I mean, it's it's a day. It's a haul. You got you got to pace yourself. It's a marathon, <laughs> not a sprint. There's no pacing. It's as soon as you see that a gravy, that side of gravy. There's no pacing <laughs> after that. Big boy's got to eat. It's on. <laughs> so uh, today, um, my oldest daughter, Mariah, she's 15. She was at the house by herself, and she asked Amanda if she could go into town. She's not. She didn't have a driver's license, but wanted to know if she could get a Thanksgiving card for her boss. And Amanda said, I guess. And she said, well, can I take my car keys and go get them? And Amanda's like, no, you can't take your car keys. You don't even have your license. And that's not the that's not the thing in the story that really caught my attention. The thing that caught my attention the Thanksgiving was, card? who gets Thanksgiving cards? I didn't even know Nobody. these things existed. I've never seen Nobody. that. Well, they do exist, guys. And I got one for you guys right here. Oh. <laughs> so I'm going to read it to you, show you how thankful of you guys you're not gonna, I am. You're not going to mail it to us? No, no, I just bought this about an hour ago. <laughs> Sending a Thanksgiving hello from here to there. This warm hello brings sunny smiles and happy thoughts across the miles. But even more, it comes to say, happy, happy Thanksgiving day. Enjoy every minute. I even signed it right there. I signed it right there for you guys. So wow, I just wanted you to know I'm thankful for you. One dollar at the dollar store. But who makes Thanksgiving cards? No, Didn't know these things existed. That was a that was a thoughtful touch, yeah. Rucker. I, I really appreciate that. There Henry, was, there was only three of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was only three one. of them, and this one was the least <laughs> cheesy of the three. So the others said oh, love. Something about love. I don't love you guys at all. I definitely didn't want to <laughs> didn't want to put those. Uh, so didn't know that the Thanksgiving cards existed. Uh, Thank next you, segment. Yeah, thanks, Mariah. Next segment, uh, coach. There's a coach on, or we saw an article on Twitter about a coach, uh, Greenville girls basketball coach. Uh, apparently, had they played North Green basketball the other night. Greenville won by 36, and the comments in the paper were she ran up the score because the students were booing her. Emory, you had some some hard opinions about this that you made. Oh yeah, today. I mean, uh, tell us what you thought about that. Well, first of all, the, the guy at North Green is like salt of the earth, probably probably one of the best guys out there, never runs a score up on anybody. I mean, this this lady who's by all accounts is a good coach. Um, obviously, she has a really good team. Um, she's been coaching since, I think, 81. I mean, and she's coached at Davidson, like a head coach at Davidson. Um, like, your team has been booed before. Like, booed by adults, booed by kids. Your team has been booed before. Like you, you don't take that out on the other team. That's has nothing to do with the other team. Um, I talked to a couple of coaches. They said she was pressing, running, jumping in the fourth quarter when they were up thirty uh, with her starters. Not not like practicing with her younger kids, which I I can. I still don't like the the full court press even with younger kids. But you know I can see if you're you're wanting your younger kids to understand your program and understand what you're trying to do. I understand that. No, she had her starters still pressing. You know. I just think that's disrespectful. It's uncalled for. I mean, as a coach, I would never want to embarrass another team. Um, I, I don't know if Coach Buchanan's embarrassed or his kids are embarrassed, but, you know, 
I, I just think that's uncalled for. And I, I hope, honestly, I hope they get booed every single game that they walk well, out there. I mean, do you think the end result, 36 points, is running up the score on them? Is that is that running up the score? Winning I, by 36? I, I think so. if, if you're still up 30, you should not – you have no business being – pressing and running and jumping with your starters. You need to be building uh, – we, we beat a team – North U Academy, we beat a team by uh, 35 today, and not one single starter played past four minutes into the third quarter. You, we have to build depth. She has to build depth. So why would you waste a game running, trying to beat North Green as bad as you can when you could well, be using that time to build depth? I, I agree with you on the part where you say you don't have to press up, you know, up big in the fourth quarter. But to say that North Green doesn't run up the score, I looked at last year's scores. Uh, last year they beat Providence Academy by 60, uh, Knox Central by 47, West Green by 52, University High by 52 and 51, Hampton by 49, Jellico by 52, Uneco by 37. They went to the state semifinals. So maybe maybe that coach had wow. some buddies on those teams that she didn't like them that's, running it up. That's a possibility, but that's not what she said in the paper. It's not it's what she said in the paper. Yeah, You're right. No, no, that's no, a, that's an awful excuse. But, sorry yeah. excuse. For kids, for uh, there's 15 kids in the stands, boom. That's a sorry excuse. If you're if you're going, yeah, I I owe I owe North Green for somebody else. Say it. If you're if you're gonna say you, if you're gonna say that you ran the score up because of 15 to 20 teenagers sitting in the stands booed you when you walked when you walked out, then you should be. Yeah, that's that's mental weakness. To say I owe he he beat my buddy at West Green by 50. I owed him. That's yeah. say it. Yeah, there's the never-ending cycle of uh, what goes around comes around because oh, it's never going to stop until somebody says we're we're not going to run this team up because now what's going to happen is somebody's going to run Greenville up one year and then somebody's going to run somebody else up and it's never going to stop until somebody says, all right, I'm not going to beat this team by seventy. Uh, yeah. So terrible excuse. Maybe there was other reasons why she did it. Not saying that I'm not. I don't think there's ever a reason why you should press up 30 yeah. keep your starters in pressing on a team that's clearly not going to beat you at that point. I agree with that. But looking at last year's scores, North Green did blow out a lot of people uh, by a hefty I, margin. I, I mean, I've seen him blow some teams out, and not he has kids that are on the end of his bench end, yeah. I agree. Christian, I mean, what do you think? If you get a chance to blow out a team and we're not pressing the Yeah. Christian, if you get a chance to blow out a team in that junior pro league, how are you going <laughs> to handle this? I mean <laughs> – just straight pedal to the metal. I mean, pedal to the floor <laughs> at this point. I mean, you also it's don't have got, anybody to sub. I don't think. <laughs> I've got eight guys, and we're we're eight strong. All right, we're, that's, that's <laughs> as deep as we go. That's all we need. And if I get the chance, listen, this is this is a league that's mixed with a little bit of, uh, from what I understand, it's mixed with some high scores and some middle schoolers. So, okay, we may we may get a team that's got a, a little more heavy depth on the middle school side, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, there's no letting up. I mean. I mean, until the whistle blows, it's over. No, I, I mean, it, it's I don't I don't get it. I get, especially early in the season, I don't think I'd want to I don't I'd want to make an enemy or or, or give a, another team that that probably isn't as talented as me a reason to play a lot better against me later in the season or down the line. Um, I mean, I feel like if you're good enough to beat a team by that much, then what's the point of making 
you know, making making yourself look like crap or making yourself look like the bad guy. So you're you're at that point. The coach is taking the story away from their players and and what a great game they had, and making it basically about themselves at that point because of their own mental weakness and and not being able to just let it go and letting, like you said, fifteen of twenty teen teenagers do what they do. I mean, why else would a teenager? Why would a teenager do in section if it wasn't to yell at the other team? That's that's what's sections are for. So I, I don't. That's what I they do. I mean, I, don't, I just don't get it. I I've mean, it booed, like, I've booed as an adult some other high school teams. Sitting yeah. in the stands, as long as nobody heard me, I've booed some teams. Yeah. <laughs> kind of say it under my breath, like some over here. But I'm like boo, and then look around to make sure that people that can fire me didn't hear me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so North Green got hobnailed. There was an article in that, and also getting hobnailed was my pick. UCLA got hobnailed by Gonzaga, 83-63. Uh, just dominated from the start, Gonzaga did. They are the best team in the country. There's no doubt in my mind on this one that they're, they're the best team in the country. And I really hope Duke can keep it close on Friday. That's going to be our big game segment. Uh, did you, How much did you guys watch of this? Or did you do like I did? And I watched till halftime. And I said, there's no chance that I'm going to win this. So I just I went to bed a little bit early. What'd you guys, did you guys watch the whole thing? Uh, I watched till about uh, halfway through the second half. Just thought uh, UCLA because they're—I mean, they're—they're they're a talented team. I thought they may make a run in the second half, and they did not. Uh, I thought I looked up the uh, you know the team stats and the box score, and what's what's kind of crazy is there's two two stats I thought were crazy. Start Christian, not taking this, trying to take the stats job away from you, but uh, go ahead. UCLA took 19 more shots than Gonzaga did. 19 more shots. And but wow. they were only sixteen percent. They only made two threes the whole entire game. So um, I don't know. Maybe if maybe if uh, UCLA shoots a little better, uh, that game's a whole different story. But that's crazy. They took nineteen more shots and lost by twenty. That usually yeah. does not happen in a. Uh, that usually doesn't happen in a Division One game. You know, someone takes that many more shots and loses the game. No, I mean we Gonzaga was a seven point favorite. Ended up winning by 20. I think we kind of saw it coming. We, I don't know that I thought they'd win by that much, but I thought they'd win pretty handedly. Uh, they had four guys with 12 points or more. Uh, this is a really interesting to note and may come in, may come in uh, interesting down the, down the line if they have an injury or anything like that. Their bench, with I mean, they scored 83 points. Their bench only scored five points, two shots, a three-pointer, and a layup. That's it. Their entire bench, five points. So they're they're five deep with studs. I mean, four guys scoring twelve plus points. You know, leading scorer had twenty four points on nine for thirteen shooting. I mean, they're studs five deep. But when you're playing UCLA and you're dropping eighty three points and you've got a twenty point lead late in the game, and you're you know your bench isn't still putting up points at that point or or some heavy minutes. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's that's something to look at down the line. If they get one injury, two injuries. You know, some kind of COVID outbreak, anything like that. I mean, I, who knows foul how deep this team Friday. is? I mean, foul trouble. Yeah. Foul trouble on Friday. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's that's something to look at. I mean, I definitely think they're the best team right now in the country. Uh, they seem extremely solid. They play very – they play lots out. I won 83-63. I just want to know, I, I predicted 75-62, which is, I think, the closest out of all of us. Point added in the standing. Sure, uh, I think we. It is not a point there. added. We did not. We did not, not agree point. to that. Not a point. Majority <laughs> rules there. Not a point. 
Uh, so, guys, if you're just joining us for the podcast, we do have Cody and Jody standing by. So, if you came to just see them, don't leave yet because they're about to come on. Before they come, come on, on, though, before they come on, we've got quote of the week from Christian. Uh, Christian, what's our quote this week? Yeah, so I had a few different quotes to choose from. Uh, when I first started the segment, I thought I was going to stick with extremely recent, the, the same day or a couple days prior. Um, and I, I will still do that when I get a really good quote, but when I find something like this that's a little bit older, I got to run with it. So this this one comes from a very well-respected basketball player, a point guard who played in the league for a long time, Chauncey Billups. And uh, the reason I picked this quote, not only because I love it uh, and, and respect Chauncey Billups and his opinion as a basketball player and analyst, but also because I think it may start up a little conversation here. So uh, it, this is actually in regards to the uh, Michael Jordan uh, LeBron goat debate. So his quote is, my thing is Jordan kept so many Hall of Famers from getting rings, from Ewing to Barkley to Malone. Nobody ate when Jordan played a full season. Everybody got rings on LeBron's watch. Everybody. That's a huge difference in my book. Mic drop. <laughs> so what do you guys think about that? He's a Jordan guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Chauncey thinks that uh, Mike's the goat. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, when Jordan went to the finals, how many basketball. did he lose? <laughs> how many None. finals did he lose? None. He didn't. LeBron lost sure. seven. Um, yeah. I, I got a. I heard a heated discussion today about uh, LeBron James from Ben Vaughn and Aaron Gwynn. We. I almost put this on. I almost filmed this and put this on the podcast. It was. <laughs> Gwen's not LeBron. Ben was for LeBron, and they were both making good points. I didn't know who was right, so but it was just entertaining. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm a Jordan guy just because I'm an old old school. I grew up watching Jordan. Uh, who's who's to say who's who's really better? I don't, I don't know, but um, I think well, Chauncey, Chauncey think does. There's more, Chauncey does. Do you think there's more talent now though than there was in the '90s? Um, I think I think overall probably, but. Also, the rules were different. You know, if if Jordan has the wide open lane that they do these days, I mean, there's there's no big time centers, big guys down there clogging up the lane right now. So, I think it's a little bit easier to get to the basket, and that would have that would have fit Jordan's game pretty well. Yeah, Christian, what do you think of yeah, Chauncey Bill? I, I think either either guy. I, I love this quote. I think either guy. I know that's the big the generation topic and the the league where it's at. Uh, I think either guy, if they switch places and played in each other's era, would still be just as good as I don't I think that, that. I mean, that's their talents are so high. I mean, their talent level is so high. That, I mean, I, I just don't see how you can say, you know, I, the, the classic thing about Jordan is he's playing with uh, with plumbers and high school teachers <laughs> and all this stuff. I mean, I, it's just, I mean, it's just you can't. It's I don't know. I don't. I don't know how. No one can compare him one to one, like you know, one to the other. But to to just absolutely just dis disregard the generations, I don't understand that either. I don't. Yeah. You know. So I, I, I love the quote. Nobody's really I, gonna I know Chauncey. until they until they play each other. Nobody's really yeah. gonna know. We're gonna have to have them one on one. <laughs> Maybe we can get them on the podcast. Maybe we can get them on the podcast. Jordan and LeBron. Yeah. Uh, we're so going to talk about the uh, the UCLA uh, UConn game. UCLA and UConn, or Auburn and UConn. UCLA and UConn. Auburn and UConn. Sorry, I didn't get to watch the game, but I know I was wrong. I picked Auburn. I know. 
I picked UConn. I, I just thought there was a couple of things that because it went to double yep. overtime. So I thought there was a couple of things that were pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Guy guy played uh, for UConn played forty seven minutes. So he didn't in fifty minutes he only played didn't play three. So he played forty seven minutes, which I thought was pretty cool. Guy off the bench from uh, UConn also scored twenty four at forty six bench points. UConn did. Um, wow, it's a lot more than five. They shot almost they shot 79 free throws in the game. Huh? How many free throws? Seventy nine. They shot seventy nine free throws combined in the game. Gosh, they were calling it both crazy. ways. Sounds like as referees yeah. were UConn calling it both ways. 50, yeah, UConn shot fifty eight percent from three. It was just a cra- like a not. game for just crazy stats. So. Did you watch it, Embry? Well, I thought it was just a- huh. Did you watch it? I did not watch it. I just I just it. knew we picked it, so I looked I looked back at it, and I was I just happened to see it was a yeah. double overtime game, and that I so I just checked out the box score. I was like, oh my gosh, just. All, all this crazy stuff happening. I just know I was wrong because so I was trying to keep up with the score, and I was hoping I was win. I was wrong. Uh, so, guys, getting getting to what a lot of people I think have been waiting for. Um, yeah, they're, we've got they're not really two, watching us anymore. Two Cosby legends, Cody yeah. and Jody Lowe. Yeah, we might as well they hop are. off now. Ha, have they yeah, have they joined back on? Me. Yeah, can you hear me? I can. Yep. All right. We hear you. Cody strings black. We hear you and we see you. Can you all see Cody? Yeah, we can see Cody. He just yeah. looks like a black box here, but I can hear him. So. That's, about, got, that's about what he looks I've like got, normally. I've got know. black boxes, but on, on the feed, I can see you guys. So I, we can see everybody going. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. So just single-handedly <laughs> today, Cody and Jody have gotten us seven new followers just because they said they were going to be on the show, which Emery, I got to admit, this is one of the reasons why we put them on the first part of the uh, the tweets was so we could start getting followers, and as soon as we did, it started started going up, going up, going up, going up. Absolutely, star power, yeah, star power. That's what they've got around East Tennessee is star power. <laughs> if you if you have ever been to Cosby, the first thing you ask is, "Where's Cody and Jody live? Are they are they, are they from here?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I live at the school this year. <laughs> you guys so Cody, do a really you guys do a really good job on this. I mean, I plug you guys, but if you guys weren't entertaining and knowledgeable. Uh, people probably wouldn't listen very long. So just keep doing what you're doing, and I think your viewership will go right up. Well, we appreciate, appreciate that. It, so hopefully we can uh, we can keep going here. But, Cody and Jody, tell us a little bit about uh, – well, obviously you guys are coaching for Cosby, yep. both girls and boys. That was, um, that was way an hour from her. But, but I believe you – your dad's not from here. So tell us a little bit about your background. Because I don't know all of your background. I just know you guys from coaching. So a little bit about your background. Go ahead, Jody. Well, uh, <clears throat> we grew up in a little place called Grassy Fork. Um, you know, Hartford, where all the whitewater rafting is. You take that exit, go up in the mountains. Uh, that's where we grew up. That's where my mother's from. Uh, her and my dad met in 1977. Uh, she, she, he, uh, he's from Boston and she, she's from Tennessee. And when he met her, he kind of got rooted here. So he's been here over 40 years, but, uh, he's still got those strong Boston ties. He's got that accent for sure. He does have that accent. He can't, he can't lose that. No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's funny, uh, you know, with the, with the Boston sports teams, um, as a kid, my dad, Red Sox, Celtics, Patriots and we kind of, you know, latched on to that as kids. But where we differ a little bit is uh, me and Cody, we bleed orange. Tennessee football, 
you know, as much as I love Tom Brady. I feel, feel bad for you guys. I feel bad for you. Uh, I know, but uh, that's that's really my true love, Tennessee football, Tennessee sports in general. But, um, yeah, Dad, he, he, he roots for Tennessee. He likes them. But he grew up a Notre Dame fan. He grew up in the 60s and 70s in Boston. And Boston didn't really have a whole lot of uh, college football love going on. Most people there were Notre Dame fans probably just because the big Catholic population, and they were pretty good. Um, so he grew up a Notre Dame fan, and I, I absolutely hate Notre Dame. Uh, we, uh, we do differ there. Second, right. second. Yeah. Yep, we're all here. Yep. No arguments there for sure. Can you guys still hear me? I, th- I thought I cut my microphone off. Yep, you're good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you right, guys, you. you can hear me. So you guys played – what did you guys play at Cosby besides basketball? Did you play other sports when you guys were in school? Uh, like, yeah. Jody was uh, – Arguably one of the best football players ever played Cosby. He was all state uh, in 2006. Is your plaque um, on the wall there? Yeah, it is. Mm. <laughs> just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make sure. Looked, you might not recognize me. I looked a little different back then. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> Baseball was actually my best sport. Um, yeah, I, I think I had the most home runs ever hit in a season or close to. I hit eight home runs my senior year. Uh, but we both played basketball. We were both, um, you know, marginal basketball players. It wasn't, it's was probably our third sport for both of us. Um, you know, we both played really hard, good defensive players. Um, uh, we graduated in 2007, went to state tournament in 06, uh, played on a really good team in 06. And, um, yeah, and uh, I came back, Coach Flatford, that's who I played for, and he asked me to come back and help him coach when I was uh I guess I was 21 it's 2010 and uh I helped him as an assistant coach for seven years and uh then I got the head girls job in 2017 and uh I've been doing that ever since so you you took over for the, for the boys this year right as well we, I did yeah you come out about two months ago um a buddy of ours he resigned he uh He's going to uh, do something else. He's working for his father. He's got his father's got a. Uh, he's about to take over his father's um, um, auto business, so he's doing that and uh, taking over the boys. So, uh, but I, I've enjoyed it so far. You know, it's uh, yeah. How's it? Uh, how's it uh, doing with the practices and and game planning and and all that stuff? I'm sure that's not easy doing it for it, two teams. It's or not. Does, does Jody help you out at all, or is he just along for the ride? No, he just shows up sometimes. <laughs> no, no, he does a good job. He does a good job. I've got really good assistant coaches. Um, Kyle Clevenger helps me on the girls' side. He does a really good job. He actually lives in Johnson City. He drives to Cosby every day from Johnson City, which is I unbelievable. Know, right. I know. Wow. And, uh, and uh, you know, i got some really good assistant coaches on the boys' side. But, yeah, we uh, we practice right after school from 3.30 to uh, 3.15 to 5. And then we'll go from 5 until 7 usually. Um, a week, one week the girls will go early, then the boys will go early next week. So, um, we need to practice. Wow. I've not practiced in a while. You can tell this past couple of days, too. So, Cody, you said that Coach Flafford asked you to coach, help coach. Is that something you wanted to do out of high school, or did you just kind of just kind of fall in your lap? And he, uh, and when he said it, you just kind of said, Hey, yeah, yeah, I think I'll do this. I, you know, I didn't see it coming. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed being around the game and I had a good relationship with him. And uh, his assistant coach uh, took a different job, and and uh, and I said, yeah, coach, you know, I'll, I'll go help you. And uh, it was the best decision I ever made. You know, uh, I, I love Cosby, I love the community. Um, you know, we just take basketball 
very serious and uh and it's um it's it's great it's great we we kind of grew you know as players um we we got on the court a lot of a lot i mean we were athletic but we weren't great shooters we weren't there wasn't anything we were just great at but we were pretty good high school players just because of our iq i feel like so even at a young age we understood the game um and I think that translates a little bit in, into coaching, honestly, just because, you know, I could have seen that. I, I, I try to be a, a leader whenever I played. And, you know, those leadership qualities, I feel like, help as a coach. Um, so, and yeah, I, I, I waited a little bit longer than Cody, uh, but, you know, just with work and stuff. And um, I'm, I'm glad I got the opportunity three years ago to, to start coaching. But I, I was really involved. I was always around. But uh, Cody just got a little bit sooner start than I did in, in the coaching world. Let me ask you this. I, I was Emory's assistant at yeah. for, for five years. Uh, do, do you guys ever clash when it comes to, like, in-game stuff? Honestly, Emory and I never really clashed. It was – There were there were of, times that you would uh, you would call. We'd be up on a team, and he would he would tell me – give me an, an inbounds play to run or something. And I would purposely run a different one just to tick him off a little bit. But other than that, we were, we were pretty good. But I don't think I talked to you the rest of the night after that. <laughs> Amory. Yeah, do you guys, yeah. I mean, going, growing up as bro- I mean, brothers, I know I fought with my brother all the time. I don't know if different with twins or what, but do you guys ever get into some heated arguments about philosophy or anything like that? Until we were about 27 or 28 years old, we acted like we were 12. Honestly, my son's five now. And when he was born, uh, it kind of it kind of stopped a little bit just because I'm like, dude, I have a kid now. We can't be acting like kids. I mean, just bickering and stuff. I mean, we still go at it and and, and argue and go on and stuff. But um, it was it wasn't as it wasn't as bad as it was when we were younger. Um, you know, coaching with Cody, it's 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 really been a pleasure. Honestly, um, you know, he listens really well. Um, he, you know, if I've got something, an idea or something, especially with substitutions and things, you know, he doesn't, um, he doesn't really question anything that I, that I want to do. You know, he just, he pretty much goes with it and that, and that's, that's good. You know, that's a, that's a good feeling. And we kind of, and we think a lot in our philosophies are a lot alike in coaching. So if I'm thinking something, it's, he's probably thinking the same thing. So, um, you know, we only been had three games together or I'm sorry, four games together on the boys' side um, as an actual, you know, me as an assistant under him. But it's it's been smooth. And, you know, I think the other coaches too, um, you know, last year with Kurt, uh, Kurt did a really good job, but I feel like sometimes there was a, a little bit of a barrier, like if me or one of the other uh, coaches had an idea, it's like he would always like, quite, you know, just kind of like think it, th- think it through and, you know, wouldn't just like trust us and go with it. But Cody's – um, you know, if we've got an idea, if we got somebody that we need to sub, I mean, he, he, there's a lot more freedom there with that. And, and I feel, you know, there, there was ideas like with Kurt, um, you know, it was his show and, and he called the shots and I wanted that. But I feel like, you know, with Cody, I can kind of relate to him and I'm not like as hesitant to throw something at him as I was with Kurt. Mm-hmm. That's because you can that's because you can whip him if he's if he doesn't agree. <laughs> yeah, just whip him. Right. <laughs> yeah, I thought I got him a seatbelt today, but uh, I, got, I, got a, I got a T on the sideline today, but they didn't give him the seatbelt, so he wasn't too mad about it. Christian, I think you need to get Taylor on your staff to help yeah. you. Does he help you? He, he is. He's he's my assistant coach. 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. We, we are. I just, we are, I thought it was Junior oh, yeah. and his brother. Yeah. I think, I think I now I vaguely remember that. So he's not the head coach. You're the head coach. Yeah. He's he's the one that, that reeled me into it. He. You know, I have a feeling that their interactions, when one disagrees with the other, is going to be a little bit more animated than Cody and Jody's when they're on the sideline of that junior pro game. But that'll yeah. fit right in with the junior pro over there at Seymour. <sighs> As, hey Cody, uh, Cody and Jody, how's uh, I, I've coached against you against Cody for a few years. Um, my record's better than against Cody than his is against <laughs> my, me, but uh, that's counting the summer game. I'm counting the summer league game, so that doesn't count. Um, three, I'm three and two against him anyway. But I've, I've coached up there at Cosby, man. It gets it gets pretty wild up there on the hill. And um, why do you why do you think that is? What's what's goes into the passion at, at Cosby is um, because every time it doesn't matter. You know, I've been up there when you guys aren't very good. I've been up there when you guys are really good. It doesn't matter. Like, it, it's it's always rocking. And, I mean, I feel like it's a 10 or 15-point advantage. Like, right, right when you walk on the floor, I, we got to beat you by 20 to beat you by five. <laughs> There's no doubt. It's just the community loves their basketball. Um, you know, they really enjoy getting out and supporting us. And uh, the longevity – of success really helps that too. People enjoy watching a winner. Um, you know, we've been to since since 1999, or excuse me, since 1997, we've been to I think eight or nine state tournaments. So in the past 20 years, we've been close to uh, you know close to 10, 10 state tournaments. So and that that really helps. Um, you know, and it's just some been some really good players. It's fun to watch. Like last year, Trey Johnson was, you know, he's watching a generation talent and uh, pretty electric pretty electric i mean dunking on people i mean you just don't see that in rural single a schools and he's a homegrown kid i mean his dad was on the first 87 team at, that went to the state tournament and uh and he i mean he was just uh you know a born and raised 13 year student at cosby and it was just it's just fun people can get behind that a uh, homegrown kid it's it's really really good and uh i has a lot to do with it too jody if you want to add it on any of that yeah, we just have a really knowledgeable fan base. Um, you know, at the high school level, a lot of times the people that are at those games have family or have children or grandchildren. For the past 20 years, I can't tell you, we have hundreds of fans that have absolutely no connection. They have no reason to be there other than they like to watch quality basketball. And the, the tradition um, of winning, I think that's that's played a big part. Um, we play a pretty uh, – the past 20 years, we played a pretty exciting style of basketball. Eric Coggins, he graduated in 2001. The time he graduated, he uh, had made the second most three-pointers in the state history. Uh, we had the team record for three-pointers made for a long time at 23 made in a game, which the game's changed a little bit, and that record, uh, you know, that record's long gone now. People like the Jack, but we kind of – we started playing a style like the NBA likes to play. You see everybody shooting – 40, 53s a game now. And Cosby, I think we were ahead of the curve a little bit on that. We, uh, we've got some state tournament records for three-pointers made and attempted. And, you know, people like to watch that style of basketball. And you, you, if you follow me on Twitter, you hear me say three's better than two, you know. And, and we've kind of lived by that for a long time, you know. And uh, So that, that's the exciting style of basketball, I feel like, has a lot to do with that, that, that we've tried to put on the floor. Cosby. Hey, 
<clears throat> Cosby's sorry, Emery. Cosby's one of my favorite places to go uh, to watch the game. You had mentioned uh, Trey Johnson and how you know, he was ducking on people, and I mentioned something similar in the last podcast about how when I was growing up, I grew up in a school that was very similar. It was Cascade High School. It was three hundred people in the school when I went to school there, and it was very similar, rural Tennessee, uh, and we didn't see athletes like like that and it, every time i go to cosby it reminds me of the, the atmospheres that i grew up watching that's why i like to go there uh, emory sorry i cut you off what were you gonna say so i was just saying uh, you know uh, it's it gets it gets super rowdy up there i, was, I just got a quick story of uh i think it was maybe the second time i, I faced cody at at the we had a pretty pretty solid team i think we we beat you pretty good at our place earlier in the year we go up there um Neither one of us can really throw it, throw it in the ocean. Um, we're playing a two three. I think y'all are playing a two three. Um, so I just we have we we were pretty good man to man offensively. Um, so start of uh, we we go into overtime. So start of overtime. Um, I think right I think it was start of the fourth quarter. Maybe start of the fourth quarter. I think we yeah. started in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So so Rucker was on staff at the point at that point. We had the ball at the start of fourth quarter. We throw it in, and uh, my point guard, I, I just tell her, hey, dribble across half court, and stand. We, we had like a five-point lead or something. I said, just stand there. Just stand there. They'll, they'll, they have to come guard us, man. They have to come guard us, man. And I bet she stood there for three seconds before the entire crowd started not booing her. They were booing me. They were yep. booing, I was like, man, this is this is pretty intimidating. This is uh, – this is. I said – I looked at Rucker. I said, we got to play. I, we may get – I might get stabbed in the parking lot if we don't play this <laughs> if we don't start playing. So I mean, we played it out. I think we ended up beating you guys in like double overtime or something like that. It's one of the, one of the best games we, as far as just uh, in a great atmosphere. It's one of the best games we played all that entire year. It was a great game. I think it was Leigh Groat was a sophomore. She made a three at the end of regulation. That's a tie. Yeah, the, yep, she did. Yep. Yeah, she did. I, I told uh, uh, one of our girls. I said, "Hey, the." I said the grow girl can shoot it. Okay, we're we're up three. Do not let her, do not let her get open. He we're legit a, did. Like a one two he two said, trap. Don't she leave her open. Her, don't leave her open, and she did. And she and loved that right wing. She's on the right wing. She loved that right it wing. It was on the right. I remember that it was on the right wing. But I about got booed out of that place. I was <laughs> thought my tires would be slashed after the game, but made it made it out alive. Tweeting about Emory and how. Terrible of job, the opposite coach for Pigeon Ford was doing, just holding the ball yeah, yeah. like an idiot. I liked all those tweets, by the way. If Dennis is watching, I liked all those tweets out of spite. Yeah. Hey, the same, we were thing happened, the same thing happened at a Wolfenbarker at, 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 at Grand <laughs> they had a uh, yeah. They had a lead, and um, Jody was – this is a funny story. They wasn't coaching at the time, and uh, Adam held it. And uh, in the fourth quarter, they was up eight or ten. And David Gillum, I'll never forget it, and he was sitting behind our bench. And he just started talking to Wolf and Wolfie, just rough, just docking him out, saying, hey, chicken, you got, you got just loaded. Why are you holding the ball? And they started playing, and they ended up beating him in overtime. And, <laughs> and, uh, and they was walking off the floor, and Wolfie looked at me. He said, was that Jody cussing me like that? And I said, no, 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 that wasn't Jody. That wasn't Jody. It got walled off on me. I know it wasn't even me. I was like, man, I like you, Wolfie. I ain't going to rough you. <laughs> hey, talk about Pigeon Forge, though. Um, you, we, had some, we had some battles on the boys' and girls' side. I honestly think – um, it's. I'd say you guys are probably one of our longest running rivalries that have played a home and home. I, uh, weather caused it two, three years ago. We didn't get to play those games, but they were scheduled. Yeah, 
and uh, going all the way. I was glad back, we didn't. Y'all were better than us, Cody. So going all the yeah. way back. Your record wouldn't be as good against Cody if that would have happened. I know. If we'd have played those games, uh, <laughs> it would have been tough on me. Buzzer beater finishes 2004. One of the worst calls ever. Uh, we were up. We, I'm sorry, we were tied. I was a freshman on the bench, and we're trying to dribble it out. And Kevin Hall, he's a he was a, he's a coach now. He coached at Johnson. He was a point guard for Cosby. Very good player. Went to Roan State. Um, had a really good career, high school and college. But you know, he good point guard, strong point guard, and he didn't. There was nowhere near a count going. And they called a five second call. We ended up getting beat by two. Should have should have at least got the last shot there. Um, 2006, we're the best, we're number one ranked team in the state from start to finish. We go 34 and one during the regular season. And the only loss, of course, is the Pigeon Forge. Adam Woodrick, uh, my opinion, the best player that's ever played at Pigeon Forge. It was pretty uh, he solid. Way, he had our way with us, and we couldn't do anything with him. They ended up going to the sub state and didn't get to host that year. They played Austin East at Sevier County because they had that one side of the bleachers. I guess TSSAA said they didn't, didn't have, have enough stands, yeah. So they, they knocked that wall down that next year and put the bleachers up on the other side of Pigeon Forge. They weren't ever going to do that again. <laughs> but 2006, they they give us our only loss. 2010, we beat you guys with two buzzer beaters. Uh, 2015, you guys beat us with a beater at Cosby. So, I mean, there's been some incredible finishes, and I think it's one of our greater rivalries that we've had the past 20 years. I agree with that. Yeah, a lot of, I would say a lot of people are afraid to come up there and play y'all. It's, it's, I mean, you guys are always have a good team, and it's, uh, I mean, a lot of people are afraid to go up and play a single-A team at their own place. But, I mean, I'll give credit to Pigeon 4. I was there for seven years, and we, I mean, we always had went up there and played. Um, speak, speaking of rivalries, I knew you guys knew this was coming up. Speaking of rivalries, what's uh, what's new in the uh, the Cosby-Cock County rivalry? Hmm. <laughs> Uh, no, without getting in trouble, without getting in trouble, what do, you, what do you guys think about that? I would, I would love it. I think we should play in every sport every season. Um, Cody disagrees with football, uh, but I think both teams should play in football every year. County won one game last year. Cosby won one game. If they play each other, at least there's going to be a good gate, and somebody has to win that game. But I think we should play in basketball. Somebody gets two wins, right? Yeah, I mean, somebody's got to win that game. I mean, <laughs> and both teams are struggling for wins. Um, so, I think we should play in basketball two games a year. I think we should play in football. I think we should play baseball. I mean, GP and Cock County are the two closest schools to us. You know, if you just put a radius around Cosby High School, GP and Cosby, I mean, GP and Cock County are the two closest schools to us, and we don't play either one of them. I, I, I hate that. And GP – you know, we had some good rivalries back in the day. We got to get that going again. I remember when I was in high school, I used to to get our boys fired up. I'd say, listen, I'd say, your mommies and daddies drive up there to Gatlinburg, make eight dollars an hour, and they look down on you. I said, no, I don't want to get beat by the hell. And, uh, you know, and I, think, I think that motivated some of the boys a little bit back in the day. You know? Let your mom and daddy drive up there to work for minimum wage. At least give them some bragging rights. I mean, they look down. Come on now. But I would like to get that. I would like to get that rivalry going again. And, and I would love to play Cock County. Uh, yeah, Cock what are your County's thoughts, got, Cody? Yeah, Cock County's got a really good team. Um, their girls are really, really good this year. Um, you know. Uh, it just worked out. It wasn't either one of us' fault last year. Um, you know, we had played just couldn't with COVID, and it, it just couldn't. We couldn't get it. Um, you know, everybody's wanting in, and, and and that's a game where the stands are going to be packed. 
And, uh, you know, when the last time y'all played, it was, it was sold out before the day of, right? It'll be sold out every time the game's ever played. And we were supposed to play at Cock County wow. first last year. And uh, I found out at 12 o'clock that day that uh, the administrators, just, we just couldn't get it right. And it was nobody's fault, really, because they, they, they knew if we'd allowed 50 people in last year that it had been – I mean, they had to call the National Guard to keep some of them people out. I mean, that's – Oh, absolutely. That's, I mean, that's not even a joke. And, uh, you know, it's, and it's just um, – I don't know. You know, uh, it's just it's 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 fun game for the kids. It's fun game for the fans. Um, I'll always be down to play the game, but um, it is what it is. I mean, uh, County girls are really good, and I mean, I can I've really not got a chance to watch their boys because up until this year, I've really not you know kept up with the boys that much. But um, I know they got some really good young talents. Um, so maybe they're on the up and up on the boys side as well. So what a I got one more question, Danny, and then okay. uh, you guys you guys are are last season, I, I know you had a really good team last season with Trey, or a really good team, but you you guys have always played a really tough schedule. You you've gone on the road and played Catholic, you've gone um, all over the place. Why why do you guys do that and, and what's you know, what are your reasons behind that? Um, I because I think you, you went to Catholic last year and got thumped. Um, so what I go you know, what what are your what are your thoughts on, on scheduling and, and why do you schedule so tough? To be honest with you, you know, I, I knew that we lost six seniors on the girls' side last year and the boys. Uh, I make the schedule out even before Kurt left. And, you know, I, I really didn't want this tough of a schedule. I'm not going to lie. And we're we're playing, you know, Elizabeth and uh, Grangers, the uh, uh, Scots, the Oneidas. I mean, just some, some really, really good teams. And, and I really, I mean, it's hard for me to get single A teams to play outside our league. Uh, they just don't want to do it. I mean, I've called, I called all the single A schools around. I mean, the only single A school we play outside of our district is Oneida, uh, which is they're loaded girls and boys. And it's just, um, it, it's a fine line, Emory. When you've got a really good team, um, you can play that really tough schedule like the boys did last year because uh, they know they can play and the records really don't matter. I think we went right at 500 last year and made the state tournament. That's all people remember. They don't remember your record. Yeah. But there's a fine line where you need to find some wins. You know what I'm saying? I don't – Yeah. Like, we're, like this year we started out, I think we're one and, one and three on the boys' side – or one and two on the girls' side and one and three on the or on the boys' side. And it's just, um, you know, you need to find some wins, it's especially early in the season if you got some young players. And I'm just letting them know, uh, you know, just – we got to keep battling, keep keep getting after it. You know, don't look at your record. Just look and see if we're improving. And uh, that's really why we're playing the tough schedule. And, I mean, no, no, I'm not knocking Jellicoe or Washburn or Hancock. But on the girls' side, they've been down a little bit the past couple of years, which Washburn's going to be pretty good this year. they got the best team they've ever had probably. But um, you just want to try to get challenged, you know, pretty good outside your conference and yeah. uh, get challenged too much this year, really. Yeah. <laughs> It was yeah, tough I don't know if anybody – uh, sorry, Jody, go ahead. No, I was just going to comment on that just a little bit. Last year it was kind of tough morale-wise because the boys, we knew we were pretty good. But, you know, we I literally thought we played the four best guards in East Tennessee. Uh, we played B.J. Edwards, um, four-star going to Tennessee. Um, Trey Morrow, who is very underrated, he he's everybody gives him love and knows how good he is. I still think he's underrated. He's an absolute Division One guard. Jacoby Gillespie, um, he's a Division One talent. Micah Simpson from Morristown East, um, just some really really good players. And 
it really it ultimately got us better. And at the at the at the end of every game, we felt like we were saying the same thing, like, all right, guys, you know, this is to get us better. This is to get us better. And and it was kind of building we had to build morale, especially towards the end of the year, because you know, they were good enough to have a really good record, but we just kind of instilled in their mind like this is this is what's best. If you wanna if you want challenged and you wanna because at some point you're gonna you're gonna play a really good team down the road. And I think it really helped us. It benefited us, but um, there's no way in the history of Cosby basketball we could ever play a schedule like that again in terms of, you know, the, how good the teams were we played and the individual talents that we played. It seemed like every night we were going up against somebody that was a Division One talent or a state tournament caliber team, but it, it got us better, and our ultimate goal was to get to the state tournament. We wanted to win once we got down there. I, I liked our road. We, we got a really good matchup against Pickett County. Uh, we give up 18 offensive rebounds. It's kind of been our Achilles heel so far this season, too. We're a small team. Um, and when you stand around and watch and just let people shoot till they score, it's hard to beat a really good team like that. And that's kind Absolutely. of what got us. That's what got us at Pickett County. But it was a, it was a really good ride last year. We're going to get us a banner up on the wall for another state tournament appearance. And um, having a talent like Trey Johnson, he's a once-in-a-generation type player. And the games were fun, but getting to watch him in practice every week, every day, was uh, was really just some of the things he would do. We would all just look at each other like, you know, just just glad to have him and just trying to <laughs> make it in because you know you're never going to have anything like that again. Yeah. And next that's to how, that banner, that's how we're hoping to when I was a Seymour. <laughs> I'll tell you what, watching him score four points a game in that JV season really just made you think, like, we got to keep this guy around. He's is, that, is that senior year? Senior year? Yeah, senior I don't JV. think you played senior year, did you? <laughs> yeah. You started playing, but you didn't. On, on, JV, on, on JV, we're talking about. That's we're true. talking about JV in senior year. That's true. Yeah. Uh, up, next, up, up next to that banner you guys are going to put, um, I think you guys have agreed to put a banner of our logo, uh, Hobnails, Hoops, and Hot Cheddar, right next to that banner. <laughs> did you guys agree to do that to, to get the word yeah. out? You might make the mezzanine side. That's where we put our sponsors at. Yes, yes. Sponsorship <laughs> check in the mail. We'll get you up. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll send it. Uh, so, uh, Christian and uh, Amber, I don't know if you guys have the Facebook feed, but uh, well, yesterday when we did our live feed, we had some people asking us some questions. I don't know if anybody has any questions for Cody and Jody, but if they do, they're more than welcome to. I, I'm actually, while they're, if some people are thinking of some questions, I'm going to talk about today's game. I went to today's game. You guys played at Pigeon Forge High School. Teams played hard. I know you didn't end up with some wins. Your teams played hard. A uh, couple things I wanted to ask you is, one, during the boys' game, uh, Cody, why were you? Why were you saying the ball was flat? You said that you guys were down a little bit early, and said the ball was flat. You had Phil Chaney come out of the out of the stands to change the ball. That what happened there? My point guard has never said it to me. Hayden Green came up to me, and we just Paxson just made two threes. He looks at me, he's like, "Shut up, Hayden! What do you mean that ball's perfect?" But he came <laughs> up to me, and he's like, "Coach, he's like, it's like the ball's flat." Then I got to looking at it. Where you always play with the uh, with Wilson Evolutions, and I, I think that ball may have been the NCAA ball, maybe. Yeah, and it just felt different in his hands. But they said it was. They said it was good. So, so uh, while while you had got got Chaney to get a, get a new ball, play started. Called timeout. They checked the ball. You said something to the official. Hey, that ball's flat. Jody took it, dribbled it twice. Said, "Nope, it's good." <laughs> and then the, that was end of the discussion. At that point, that there was nothing wrong with that ball. I, I ran the, I ran the point position in high school, and I actually always – I would rather the ball have a little less air than a little too much air because I feel like you get that thing super bouncing. It wants to get away from you. But I liked it just a little little under average, like where, you know, I'm not I'm not 
Tom Brady to flight gate over here or nothing like that. But <laughs> I, I liked it. I thought I could handle it a little bit better just when it had just a little bit less there. I, I, I thought the ball was fine today. Then, of course, you got the technical foul because the fan behind you said something. That's always a killer. That's tough. That is tough. <laughs> <laughs> I might have said a little bit of something. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Amber, that, that was legit. I don't think he said anything to the official at that moment, and the official was turned around and teed him up. So I don't. Maybe you did say something to him, and we're just acting like I'll appeal that. that I, I don't no, think no, no, you I, did. They didn't I, make I did him sit down. No, they didn't make him sit down. They didn't give me the seatbelt because uh, I think he knew that he made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, Casey Gillum was the was the culprit. I'm gonna rat him out in the in the stands. <laughs> I believe is who it was. <laughs> Casey, if you're listening to this, you got to sit on the top row from now on. Yeah, you can yell a little bit more back there. Yeah. Christian or Emory, does anybody have Jody any questions? Tita. What is uh, yeah. while, while we're, if we get any questions? What what is uh, how do you how do you feel about the season so far, uh, Cody and Jody, and and how do you feel like you're you're going to be improving uh, moving forward? To be honest with you, man, I just wanted to practice. I just want to practice because we played at Unicoi last Friday. And the, or last Thursday, and then Jody got married on Saturday, so we didn't get to practice Friday. We had congrats, the Jody. Oh, yeah, congrats, Jody. And Thanks. then we had the wedding on Saturday. Then we had three games in a row, and it, we've not practiced in a week. I'm not making excuses. We just got our tail whipped, but we just got to get in the gym and get to work. You know, we <clears throat> both teams. You know, on the girls' side, we're playing a lot of freshmen. That's never played a, a lot of high school varsity minutes. Um, they just need to get in the gym and, and learn my system, learn how we do things. And on the boys' side, we just got to learn how to defend. Uh, we can't guard the ball right now. Um, you know, we're more than capable of it. We've got some guys that can defend. Uh, we're just not doing it. And it's just a lot of shit. I told them practice Friday morning is not going to be fun. So, uh, you guys are watching this. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be defensive practice, fellas. A lot of rebounding, a lot of shell, a lot of getting after it. So, I did get a question from Logan Jenkins. He said, get them to tell a story about Junior Valentine. Do you guys have any good stories about Junior Valentine? Uh, yeah, it's my best friend. He's a uh, actually a professional umpire. He's uh, probably the yeah, most. He successful. got popped in the face this year. Popped he in did. the face. He did. He's probably the most. Stayed successful. in the game. He was the most successful guy to come out of college. He uh, made the big leagues umpire. Yeah, he. Uh, I don't know what story Logan wants to tell, but uh, he. Uh, we had some good times at Maryville. He went to Maryville College, and it was actually um, him and Greg Hernandez and Timmy Blakely. Uh, and Jerry Laverdier was all roommates, sweetmates, sweetmates together over there, and we hung out all the time. Um, good night. It's I don't know if I can tell the stories that we all happened there. So <laughs> you may not be able to. But yeah. <laughs> tell you, if those four were rooming together. It sounds like Maryville College wasn't ready for those four. No, they were not. They were not. <laughs> Junior has a Tom Brady rookie card uh, that's valued more than my house right now. That he had. He got. <laughs> he's a big Patriots fan too, and he's a big Tom Brady fan, and. You know, we, we were friends. We both liked the Patriots. We both liked Drew Bledsoe before we ever even won a Super Bowl. So anybody that wants to throw that bandwagon hollering out there, uh, that's not true. But um, he got that Tom Brady card in, you know, 2000 whenever he was a rookie. And that bad boy is worth a lot of money right now. A whole I'll bet. It's a reflector, a refractor, whatever it's called, I think. Right, Jody? Yeah, it's, it's strong. It's... Almost have him sick. send it to Almost me so I can check it out. Have him send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I can give him my address. I'll DM him my address. Send that to me. Any, are there any other questions, guys, you, that you guys see? Oh, yeah. I was going to ask about I was going to ask about your dad, Ray. I, I've, I got to 
the last time we were up there playing, we lost, and I, I blame it on Ray because Cody's Cody's introduced me to him, and he sat there and talked to me uh, the entire JV game, and I lost my focus on <laughs> on the game. So Ray, if you're watching this, you got you got Cody a win that that day. Alex is playing all along. It's, it wasn't because Cody outcoached me or his girls outplayed <laughs> our girls. It was 100 percent because of because of Big Ray. Um, and I asked him, and and I was I asked him this question um, because I I thought I've, I've thought this for a while about Ray. Um, I asked him right in front of Cody, and Cody did not know this when I asked him the question. I said, I said Ray, do you know who Whitey Bulger is, and have you ever? been around him and he said oh absolutely i know who whitey is and yep i hung around him a little bit back in boston and cody's eyes got really big like you never told me that before yeah so uh my question is like how how deep is your dad in the mob (laughs) i mean he grew up in south boston if emory disappears tomorrow we know why (laughs) yeah um he just he grew up in south boston and dorchester and uh, if you've ever seen the movie The Town, you know, that's pretty much how he grew up. And, and he, I'll just tell one story that he told me. He, was, uh, he, had a, he had a scar on his chest right here, and he had a scar on his back. And um, I think I'm telling this right. It's been 20 years since he told me. But he said the, um, he, he, went to the, he got in a fight, and he got stabbed. And he got stabbed in the back, whatever. And um, he went to the um, – went to the hospital and the police were there and they knew dad was involved and all that. And the doctor asked him, he said, how did you, how did you get that um, scar on your back? He said, I fell on a piece of glass, like mind your own business. And the guy asked him, said, what about the front? He said, I rolled over on it. Like, right there. <laughs> and that doctor, I mean, the doctor, they knew then he's like, I'm not asking him more questions. He's not telling anything. Yeah. So he, but, he's uh, no, hey, Ray's no snitch. No, he's not. And, uh, he grew up. He grew up rough, and it's something. There's so much stuff that he don't even tell me. So, I know one thing that he went to the Marine Corps when he was 18. The only thing he ever told me is he went to court, and and and, and the um, and the judge said you can go to the Marine Corps or you can go to prison. And uh, Dad went to the Marine Corps and said it's the best decision he ever made. So, my favorite story with Dad involving Cosby basketball, 2003. Uh, Cosby, we're in the region championship. I'm, I'm not even in high school yet. I'm in eighth grade. And the girls got beat the night before, and everybody felt like they got hosed on the whistle. And on the way down there, Dad's like, "If they do that again, if do us again tonight, I'm 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 going out of there fighting or whatever." So I don't think nothing about it. Well, we were we were down 12 with two and a half minutes left in, in the fourth quarter in the region championship against Rockwood. And if you know Coach Kamakawa at all down at Rockwood, great guy, great coach. He still refers to my dad as the human timeout because. Uh, something happened. Me and this kid from Rockwood got into it in the stands. We're getting ready to getting ready to fight or whatever, and it's hostile. It was at Midway High School, tiny gym, and it's just absolutely full. And Dad's seen it happening, so he tries to come down there to, you know, just see what's up. And the security, like two, two or three cops, approach him, and they're like, like put their hands on him. So he just starts fighting the law right there at half court in the middle of the gym. <laughs> Well, he gets slowed down. They 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 get him handcuffed. They take him out to the car, and the, the cop car was parked at the very front entrance at the door of the gym. 
Well, I mean, there was a big, long, you know, not probably five-minute delay just getting getting them off the floor, getting everybody calmed down and stuff. And we were out of timeouts. We were, I'm sorry, we were down 11. We were down 11 with two and a half minutes left, and we were out of timeouts. So we get to go over there. Our, our players get to huddle up with the coach, and he gets he gets to talk to him. And uh, Coach Flatford, uh, he looked at the boys, and he looked at Dad over there fighting the law, and he said, look, our boys, he said, they're fighting for you. He said, you got to fight too or whatever. And we went on a 12-0 run after that. Rockwood never scored another point. And during that run, uh, we, you know, we cut it to seven. They call a timeout. I run out. I'm, I'm in eighth grade. I'm, I run out to the front door, and I'm talking to my dad through the window of the cruiser. I said, Dad, we got it <laughs> seven. We got seven. I run back in, um, get it to three. Another timeout, I run out there. I said, Dad, we got it to three. We're in this. You know, a minute left. <laughs> run back in, and uh, Timmy Blakely ends up hitting the game winner. Um, so we get to host Substate, and uh, and I ended up running out there. He's celebrating in handcuffs in the back of the car that we won the game. Had, did not care that he was doing the day. That that was the least of his worries. He was just so excited, and that kind of speaks a, a lot about about his, uh, you know, how much he loves Cosby and you know how much his heart is in it. And that was before me or Cody ever played a minute of Cosby High School basketball. So you can imagine when we were in school, you know, he was always he's always kind of. You know, just been a real voice and, and, and probably just one of the Cosby super fans. And, you know, and, that, and I'm glad that he's known for that. You know, I love that. Yeah, that's great stories. Good talking about Cosby basketball. We're going to move on to our draft. You guys get to be included in our draft here. Uh, we do this every time. We're going to draft best duos in all of you guys because uh, you guys are uh, pairs. Best here. dynamic duos. Best, yeah. best pairs, best duos. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have first because I lost last time. Christian second, Emory third, Jody fourth, Cody fifth. We're gonna snake back around. Cody sixth, seventh, Jody seventh, Emory eighth. Christian. We're only gonna do three round three rounds, so everybody have three picks. Uh, so I hope you guys are prepared for this. And this can be people, anything that goes together. And by the way, since we're talking about best pairs, why do they call it a pair of jeans if it's one pair? What's two the legs. pair? There's two legs. Yeah, I got two sleeves in my jacket here. I have a pair, <laughs> a of, pair of jackets. <laughs> a pair of hoodies. So don't count yeah. those. You'll lose your draft if you put a pair of jeans. Uh, <laughs> so my first pick, uh, I, I lost the Thanksgiving sides on purpose so I could have this first pick. Uh, so I'm going with Batman and Robin. When the first thing I heard of when I first – that duos is that's the first duo I came to mind. Jody and Jody. That's- yeah. <laughs> no, no respect. Well, you don't want to win the <laughs> Maybe one of them will pick themselves. <laughs> Batman and Robin. Christian, who do you got? Your second pick. This one's tough. Uh, man, I've got a huge list here. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Shaq and Kobe. Keep it sports related here. Oh. Oh, sports related. Yep. Emery. He's trying to because I won with Shaq in the all SEC one. That's, I think Christian's just going with Shaq. In this. Gonna go ahead and lock Shaq in. Yeah, anytime, any chance I can pick Shaq, I'm gonna go with it for the rest of these drafts. His second pick's gonna be Shaq and D Wade. <laughs> I, I like my, my, my picks for the. I, I love this group. Uh, this is for the people. This is for all the country music listeners out there. I'm going Brooks and Dunn. Oh, I wanted to pick them. <laughs> That's such a good one. That is good. Brooks and Dunn, baby. Jody, I swear, I was thinking about that. Am I up? You're up. You're up, Jody. Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski. Okay, <laughs> that's a big Tom one. Tom and I Rob. Had to go, I'm, wow. I had to go Patriots. 
Well, I'll start, got the, I'll, Buccaneers. Sorry, Buccaneers. Well, you've got the goat, and and then you've got Gronk. The other goat, arguably the greatest tight end ever. I mean, you could argue that. And by the time it's said and done, they're going to have the most touchdown receptions to each other. I think Peyton Manning and um, Reggie Wayne or Marvin Harrison. I'm sorry, Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison have like 112 yeah. touchdowns. Brady and Gronk are right around 100. So if he finishes the season good, and then next year he should, they should have that record. And the, and the biggest reason I, I put them is because you know they had such a good chemistry in New England. You know Tom Brady leaves New England, goes to Tampa. Gronk's retired. Okay, Gronk's retired. He comes out of the NFL just because Brady's his boy. They're such a great duo, and goes and wins another Super Bowl. So I mean, that's, <laughs> that's pretty that's crazy. Hard that's hard to beat. That, that is hard to beat. beat. All right, Cody, fifth pick. Uh, sports. I mean, I'm gonna do sports. It's got to be George and Pippen, as far as just signing that. That's a tough one. Um, I got another one. Yeah, you're yeah, next. Yeah, you go back to back. Okay. Um, opposite end of the spectrum. Go cartoon. Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Solid. Scratch that off my list because I had that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jody, back to you. This is going to seem pretty random, but I'm going salt and pepper, okay? <laughs> That's not random at all. I've got there's, plenty of those on here. There's nothing that I would that I put salt on that I wouldn't put pepper on with it. And there's nothing that if I put a little pepper on something, salt's coming with it. There's nothing that I wouldn't put them both on. So I feel like you know, all my favorite foods, I'm, I'm putting some salt and pepper on there. Got to go with it. Got to. Can't go wrong with that. No. Emory, that eighth pick. I'm, I'm going with the cartoons here. I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go Woody and Buzz Lightyear. Woody and Buzz. It's a it made three movies about it. Four, three, four. Four, I think. It's four movies about those guys. Maybe five. Is there they're... a new Buzz Lightyear movie coming out? I think so. Is there? I think so. Maybe five. Uh, yeah, five movies, and they always end up winning. They're yeah, like, they're like Brady and Gronk, always end up winning in the end. <laughs> they're retired. Now we got a new buzz coming, buzz movie coming out. Yeah, they're gonna win with that. Christian, ninth pick. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, an item on this one because most of my most of my list up of people. So the thing this I get a good item here early on. I'm gonna go with Billy. That's a sandwich. BBJ. PBJ, that's a good pick. You should have picked that I had, sandwich draft. I had that on my list too. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I got the next two picks. I'm going ketchup and mustard. Ketchup and mustard. Tennessee fan for sure with the mustard. Ketchup and mustard. And then, <laughs> since I'm snaking back our last round here, I'm, I'm torn between a couple of them. Um, I'm gonna go with macaroni and cheese. Stick with food. Again, he goes he goes mac and cheese because that won me the last draft. So, Christian's <laughs> trying to go with the sh- shack when I won the draft. They're just follow, just trying to follow my footsteps. All right, Christian, twelfth pick. <laughs> I still have so many on my list. I feel like we could go back for a round four on this, but if this is my last pick, uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, hmm, I'm gonna go with Michael and Dwight from The Office. <laughs> they're pretty good on my office 
All my office fans out there, you better represent because I guarantee there's not going to be another <laughs> office one on here. I'm an office fan. Oh yeah, uh, you did. You did PB and J, Pam Beasley and Jim. <laughs> you did two office ones. Emory next week. I'm going uh, Andy and Barney from the Andy Griffith Show. He's trying to reach the East Tennessee. I see what I know what you're doing. Yeah, Andy. you know that. Yeah, Brooks and uh, Andy and Barney. All right, Joe. No one that watched that show growing up is still I can access Twitter though, so uh, that may that may hurt you there. Hey, I watch it every afternoon. Me and Maddox sit down in the recliner. Most people, most other people, I I, I have a little. Yeah, I I watched it growing up with my dad. Yeah, your dad will probably pick me. I'm kind of with Cody. He doesn't have a Twitter. He doesn't have a Twitter because he's in his fifties. So that's that's what I'm trying to say here. Cody's going to say, Cody's going to say, I'm doing what he just, uh, what uh, Emory just did. Cause you know, I I might be playing into the people of East Tennessee a little bit here, but I've got to go the Ernie and Bernie show down in Knoxville, Ernie Grunfeld, Bernard. That's a solid one. Uh, Bernard top 50 NBA player ever, arguably the best player to ever play at Tennessee. And a lot of people don't think uh, they, they don't remember Ernie Grunfeld being as big and as athletic as he was. Uh, you know, they a lot. They think I think Bernard kind of dwarfs uh, Ernie a little bit just because he was so big. But Ernie was a, a really big guy and and was very very skilled. And you know, I'm a Tennessee fan. I love Tennessee, and that's got to be the best duo that's ever been on campus in Knoxville. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right, last last pick here. Is it me? Yep. Last. Pick. Yep. I'm gonna, last pick. I can't believe I'm gonna go. Jody. It's his favorite food: burger and fries. Burgers, and fries. burgers and fries. <laughs> yeah, nothing goes better. Yeah, the burgers and fries. Did we all really leave out the low bros on this? Do what, Jody? We I'm left. Jody and Jody. I knew it's your favorite. I mean, Jody's favorite food is absolutely cheeseburgers. He loves them. Guys, burgers here's a fries. here's a couple that I had that I didn't that put shrimp and grits. A lot of people don't That's like a, that. I love some shrimp and grits. You would have lost definitely if you picked. I that. know. I love it. Surf, but. Surf and turf. Oh, what about that one? We should have went Mickey, about ten rounds on this. Mickey and Minnie. Yeah, we could have. The other three I had. Yeah. I had a bunch I had a here. Corey I had Sean off of uh, Boy Meets World. Corey and Sean. <laughs> Corey and Topanga. That's mine and Emory's generation right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Cheech and Chong had that one. <laughs> and then it's I also had. One uh, Go ahead, sorry, Emory. And then another one, a good one was uh, Keenan and Kale. Yeah. All that. I had a bunch on my list we didn't pick. Oh, I, I had, we had Scooby and Shaggy we left on there. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber, Han Solo and Chewbacca, <laughs> Jack Jack and Coke for all my whiskey fans out there. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. Man, I, the low bros, dude. My list is. I mean, I've, I've got a whole list left over. Logan Logan just messaged me and said that another duo we missed was him and Emery's mom at Emery's wedding when they were dancing. So Ooh. that was another good duo. <laughs> got a vi- oh, I got a man. video of that. As he does. He does. Logan had one arm at the time. Audible mentioned biscuits and gravy. It's hard to gravy. Oh, yeah. we miss that one. You know, I, I missed that one. I didn't have my list. That was right there. Salt and pepper, biscuits and gravy. I just I use salt and pepper every day, so I had to go with it. <laughs> and and another one, another one I would have picked is uh Forrest Gump and Bubba. That relationship. Oh, that's a solid one. <laughs> it's hard to beat. Carried him out of the jungle. 
to save his body. That's a real hero. Can't be. All right, guys, so recap. Uh, I had Batman and Robin, ketchup and mustard, macaroni and cheese. Christian had Shaq and Kobe, peanut butter and jelly, Michael and Dwight, Emery, Brooks and Dunn, Woody and Buzz, Andy and Barney. Uh, Jody had Tom Brady and Gronkowski, salt and pepper, Ernie and Bernie, and Cody had Jordy, Jordan and Pippen, Tom and Jerry, burger and fries. We're going to post that on Twitter. I think it only gives me four choices, so I don't know how I'm going to put that on there. Maybe I might just have people reply to it with a vote. You can just, you can just leave yours off, Rucker. I don't think you've got a chance. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you've lost. <laughs> if I leave mine off, I'm automatically counting myself second if I do that. <laughs> <laughs> Or just like it, like it if you if you vote for me, I might do that. Uh, so we'll yeah. post that on post that on Twitter, guys. The big game on one of our signature segments. We got Duke and Gonzaga coming up on Friday. We had originally put Ohio State and Michigan State, but since we were all basketball guys, we decided to move the Duke Gonzaga games to undefeated top five games. Plus, I'm a Duke fan. Uh, Christian, what do you think about this game coming up Friday, especially after what you saw from from Gonzaga on uh, on yesterday uh, yesterday's game? Yeah, this one was this one was short and sweet for me. Uh, did a little bit of research. <laughs> I I did get to watch Duke play, and I have gotten to watch Gonzaga play. I've seen Gonzaga play twice now against two teams and absolutely dominate both times. So this one's short. Gonzaga's going to come out there, win by double digits. You don't have a chance, Rucker. Well, I'm not playing because <laughs> if I was playing, I could shoot the lights out from the corner. <laughs> Emory, what about you? Uh, I'm, I'm going with Gonzaga, too. Um, a couple of notes that I, I, I wrote down. Um, I just think Gonzaga right now is a more complete team. I, I don't think it's – I don't really don't think the talent gap's that big. Um, but uh, one, one, one guy, one, everybody's mentioning, uh, you know, with Duke, they're mentioning their crazy young talent with, you know, Trevor Kills. And uh, I've, I've coined this term for today. Uh, backseat Bancaro. Um, he's, uh, they're mentioning those two guys, but, but I think the, uh, I think the real, uh, I mean, I, th- I think the real spark on Duke is, is Wendell Moore. I mean, I know they've talked about him a little bit, but he's averaging 17 and a half points this year, up from 9.7 last year, uh, 5.7 assists, up from 2.7 last year. 6.3 rebounds up from 4.8. His field goal percentage is 57%. That's up from 42%. Um, and he's only playing in three and a half more minutes a game. So he's made a huge jump in his game. Um, probably made is is turned himself into a lottery pick. Um, he's he's had a triple double already and almost had another one against the Citadel. Um, so you know, I, th- I think by the end of the year, I think Duke is going to be just as it, as much as it pains me to say. I think Duke is going to be one of them one of the top two or three teams that could really win the national championship. Um, if backseat Ben Caro and Trevor kills keep progressing like they have, um, yeah. Wendell, winning and Wendell winning. Wendell. Yeah. Wendell is playing out of his mind right now. And, and as long as he can keep it up too, that's Duke's going to be really, really tough down the stretch. Did You're you welcome, actually David come up Baldwin. with that or did you see I'm, that? I will never say anything good about Duke again. Did you actually come up with that Emory Christian asked? Yeah. Or did you, or did you see that somewhere? I wonder if Carolina people on a message board say that. I did not say that anywhere. I did, literally wrote that out when I was writing notes a few before the before the podcast. Oh, backseat yep, Ben that's, Caro. That's that's great. That's, that's that is comedy gold right there. Cody, how's this game going to shake Props you out? You you watching it Friday? 
my principal just texted me and said I won with burgers and fries. So there you go, guys. So the fifteenth pick wins it. Yeah, you heard it here first. Hey, you don't want to be the Claude Claude Edwards Hilaire of the draft. That's it. Um, I think Gonzaga is by far the best team in the country. Um, if you look um, year in year out, the teams in college basketball that are the best. It's teams. It's um, they got older players, senior Latin players. Gonzaga has a lot of really good older players. Timmy, for one, is just unbelievable. Um, I think I think they're a lot better than Duke is. I mean, if this game was played in a couple months, Duke might be able to get them. For but right now, I think Gonzaga is far and away the better team. Where's the game played at? I don't even know where the game's being played. Las at. Vegas. Is it neutral. Neutral four. Um, yeah. I would say gone. I'd say Gonzaga yeah, by 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 eight eight to ten. Um, you know, Gonzaga, Duke has some really good young talent. You know, probably some of the best young talent in the country. But I just think that Gonzaga is just really really good right now. I I agree with Gonzaga winning that game. I think uh, I watched every minute of the game last night and. Gonzaga, they can they can get out in the open floor. Uh, if you want to play a, an up and down game, they can kill you in transition. They've got guards that can just run breaks and just you know run the floor. They'll kill you in transition. <clears throat> and then if they want to slow it down, they can set you to death in the half court. They run incredible offense. I'm super high on Duke too. I, I think they're the two best teams in the country by far. I know Gonzaga and UCLA were the one and two teams, but Duke's better than Gonzaga in my opinion. Um, Trevor Kills is just super, super underrated. He was coming in. Everybody's talking about backseat Ben Carroll, but I think Trevor Trevor Kills is, could be the motor on that team. And he doesn't look like a freshman. I mean, that dude looks like he's 30 years old living in the gym. He looks like he just got out of lockup. I he mean, looks like him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, I'm kind of with Cody. I think the youth a little bit, um, I think that could get to him. But by the time, kind of like Kentucky, Kentucky always struggles – earlier in the season just because, you know, they got a bunch of 18-year-olds that are still trying to find their way and, and trying to find the chemistry. But uh, Coach K, I think they definitely have the coaching advantage. And uh, Coach K's last last rodeo, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see how Duke plays. I think they're going to lay it out on the line this year for him. Um, this, this could be a game that they play twice this year, honestly. Um, but right now I'm going to go with Gonzaga. Watching Duke for so long, this is one of the first years where their defense is ahead of where their offense is at this point of the year. I mean, they are—they're not letting drives happen. They're in the passing lanes. This is one of the most athletic Duke teams. I said this on one of the earlier podcasts. This is one of the most. This is one of the strongest, most physical Duke lineups that they put on the floor in the last few years. And of course, because of that. I'm gonna go Duke by three on here, and I like to go against everybody else. And I'm I'm a, I'm a homer, so I'm gonna go with Duke on on this one to pull the upset and do you, uh, move up you to number three lose. next week. I know. At some point, I'm not <laughs> going to lose, and I got to go for Duke. How can you not pick your own team in a top five matchup? You got to. That's true. That's true. If Tennessee was playing Gonzaga right this weekend, Christian, who are you picking? Oh, uh, Kenny Chandler's going to drop 50. They're going to win by 20. Easy. Be close. Easy. Easy. I'm going with Duke, Easy. Duke by a couple of points. Um, I, I Just from what I've seen out of their defense, they, they've played really good defense all year. If they're clicking like they have been to, uh, I think I think Duke's going to pull the upset, take, overtake them in the poll. I think Gonzaga is probably better, probably the best team in the country, and I, I hope they do meet down the road in the, in the, uh, in the tournament championship game and 
Duke beats him twice for, for the second time uh, and finishes the season undefeated. That'll be that'll be awesome when that happens. Last segment, guys, throwing cheddar. So, Cody and Jerry, if you don't know what this segment is, throwing cheddar, we it's a, we do a really quick segment on who we think is going to win these three games. we got Oklahoma and Oklahoma State football, Suns versus the Nets, and then we got Ohio State, Michigan State, the big daddy this weekend. Uh, Emory, who's going to win that Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game on Saturday? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I feel like Spencer Rattler shows up and is Spencer Rattler from last year. I'm gonna go with Oklahoma. The out outright win. Jody, who do you think is gonna win that one? I think uh, Oklahoma wins outright. It's a seven point spread, I believe. I think Oklahoma State covers. I think they keep it under a touchdown. Uh, Oklahoma State has a really good defense. Um, if if the game is played in the twenties, I like Oklahoma State's chance. Um, if it's played in the in the 30s or 40s, I like Oklahoma's chance. Um, I, I absolutely think Oklahoma State, I think it's a game they could win, but if I had to pick just an outright winner, I'd have to go Oklahoma. Christian? There's a lot on the line for this one. Like we mentioned last week's episode, if Oklahoma State can win this, then uh, they'll get a, a ticket. They're in the Big 12 championship no matter what. But if they win this and they won't have to play Oklahoma a second time, they'll get to draw Baylor. So I think they got a lot on the line. Um, I think they come out. Looks like they're. I, I saw they were. I don't, it may have changed. I saw a four-point favorite at home. I think they'll. Uh, I think they'll win. I think it'll be really close. But I think they hit the the over of uh, forty-nine and a half total points too. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. And Oklahoma State will win. Cody, I think Oklahoma wins again. I'm going with Christian on this one. Oklahoma State winning that game at home. Suns and Nets. Suns are one of the hottest teams in basketball. Are they still on their winning streak, or have they lost one here recently? I think that won like twelve in a row. Still on it. No, they were they, they, won they, won they won thirteen. They won thirteen last night. I'm pretty sure. And they played tonight. Yeah, thirteen I think, in a row. Uh, I'm going Suns on this one. I'm going them to keep that, even with Durant fully healthy and back in that lineup. I'm going with Suns. Uh, Jody, who you got on that one? I like the Suns. Chris Paul's playing at a high level still. Aiton, he he absolutely uh, owns the paint. They've got and Booker. I mean, they've got they've got their top three is is, is you know, they're as good as any top three in the NBA. And I think uh, when you got a point guard like the point guard, you can always uh, rely on, uh, <laughs> on, on him to get them through. Amory. Um, I'm also picking this. I'm also going to go with the Suns. Um, I just think that the, the Nets uh, obviously are super talented, but I think without, without Kyrie, they're just struggling to find their way a little bit, even though they're 13 and five. Um, so the Suns are playing really good right now. Um, I think Chris Pollock says he's averaging 10, 10.3 assists, I think I saw today, which is pretty unreal. So I'm, I'm going to stick with the Suns. Who else hadn't picked that one yet? Uh, me. Who are you picking? Uh, Suns. So do we all go Suns on this one? I, have, I haven't picked yet, so I, I actually I am going Suns as well. I, I just want to so mention. Do we all pick Suns. So <laughs> we all yeah. pick Suns. <laughs> I, I do want to say so. JJ Reck, who, uh, who is a fellow sports podcast host, uh, he he knows us. We're a direct competitor with him. He he's knows, a little he's bit watching. bigger than he's, just a little yeah, bit bigger yeah. than we are. He's been watching our numbers, and he's a little scared. You know, we're breathing down his neck here. He he had mentioned he was at ESPN Studios for like seven or eight hours the other day on miscellaneous shows throughout the day. And, you know, he's an NBA guy, so that's, of course, the questions he's getting all day long. And he said after seven, eight hours at ESPN Studios, no one's asked him a single question about the Phoenix Suns. And so I think they may be the most underrated team in the NBA right now. I think they're going to continue this winning streak and uh, keep winning. Last one, Ohio State and Michigan State. 
uh, I'm sorry, Ohio State and Michigan this week. Michigan State already had their chance. They didn't do anything. By the way, did you guys <laughs> see that story about the Michigan running back who donated all those turkeys with his NIL money? I did, yeah. yeah. It's pretty crazy. I, I tweeted him to see if he wanted to come on the podcast. Still haven't heard from him yet, uh, <laughs> but I might, He's still might give him another shout. Give him another yeah, shout give out. A, give him a couple days. <laughs> yeah, once Thanksgiving's done, he's he's good. I'm gonna give him another shout out here pretty soon after this weekend. Uh, Cody and Joe, you guys go first. What? I don't think it's. I shouldn't say it's. I don't think it's a secret. But what do you? How do you guys see this one playing out? Who, co- who wins? Who covers? What's what's going to go on here? I'd say I'll be I'll be in the minority here. I'm, I've actually got Michigan winning this game. Mm, um, my buddy Tank, my buddy Tank Williams, big Michigan guy. I seen where he was on here watching earlier. He'll be tickled with that pick. But I, I've been I've been hot Michigan uh, since since the first week. I think Harbaugh's kind of he's underachieved a little bit. I know he's had some pretty good seasons, and the only thing holding him back that he hasn't done has is beating Ohio State. And I honestly think this is the year that Michigan beats Ohio State. And I know that's I'll probably be the only one picking Michigan here, but I really do think Michigan can pull it out. No. <laughs> no. Ohio State's too good. Uh, uh, I think Ohio State wins and they cover. Um, you know, Harbaugh, he can't beat Ohio State. He's not beat them yet. Um, uh, I don't think this year. I feel like Ohio State's peaking. They absolutely drummed Michigan State last Was it Michigan State they played last week? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this looks to me like Ohio State. I think they're the only team in the country that can beat that can beat Alabama and Georgia. You know, I think they can beat those two teams. But um, they're really good offensively. You know, Stroud's playing out of his mind. I, I look for them to, to beat Michigan and cover. Emory? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm right there with Cody. I think that Harbaugh's going to Harbaugh. They're not going to beat Ohio State. I think, I think they're going to cover – pretty easily in my opinion um the offense is just clicking too much right now um as as a georgia's fan um i hate to admit it, they scare me to death you know we've we've got a chance to maybe win a national championship for the first time since 1980 i know you guys you tennessee fans remind us of that all the time <laughs> but uh um the Ohio state scares me to death with, about that so i'm going to Ohio state christian yeah, there's a lot of line. This one as well. Basically, whoever wins this, they're on the same side of that Big Ten division. So they're going to match up with Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship. And usually, if they can cover that one, that's that's basically a ticket to the college football playoff. So on the line, I don't think it's. Uh, I kind of agree with everyone here. Ohio State's too good, too much firepower. Dolphins, they're going to come out and win, probably cover that eight point spread, and uh, and end up in the college football playoff soon. Yeah, I'm going. I'm not going any different. Ohio State win and cover. I think on this one. I just Harbaugh's never has he beaten Ohio State at all since he's been there. I don't think he has. No. I, don't, Jay, I think that. I hope Jody's I think, right. I think you, you Michigan what? has a really yeah, good too. defense. I know. You I know Ohio State. Right, yeah. I know I Ohio Jody's State's right, offense yeah. is high flying, and I, and I give Ohio State respect. And I've always said Ohio State is the closest thing to an SEC caliber program anywhere in the country. I know USC was really good in the early 2000s, but if you just go over the past 20 years, um, Ohio State is the closest thing to put to put talent on the field like an SEC team does. You know, Cody's Cody, throw some chatter. This, this segment's called Throwing Chatter. You can see the background. Cody's up at the casino. Go to the sports book. You're so, you're so confident in Ohio State. Walk over to the sports book and right, and right you get you a ticket, big dog. But I got to give Cody credit. I've got to give Cody credit here. Um, 
we're we're really similar. We're we're good at a lot of the same things, but Cody's probably the best poker player. One of the best poker players I know. He he honestly he could he could do it for a living. Um, he's up there with the World Series of Poker's in right now, and that's why Cody's up at the casino. Um, he had a big night the other night. If Cody had a bankroll like some other people at you know in Vegas, I think he could absolutely make a living playing poker. He's he's the best poker player I've ever seen. Hey, well, Cody, when we hit it big on this podcast, we'll we'll sponsor you in the World Series. Of I don't like how Jody acts like I don't have a bankroll. Yeah. He acts like I'm busted. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. that. I mean, that's not what I mean. $10,000 entry at the World Series in Vegas. I mean, that's that's tough. But And Cody's also a lot better me at picking and betting ball games. I swear, I'm the worst. I feel like – I'm the worst, man. I, I'm I the absolute worst. I, I, the worst. I, I, I've had a great year. I really have. I yeah. – uh, Real quick, I put I put two hundred dollars on Morikawa to win his major that he won, and uh, and uh, I had a re- I had a really good year. I had a really good year. So. Good year this year. Last year, Cody put two hundred on Tiger to win the Masters, won thirty two hundred, <laughs> and then put two hundred on the Nationals to win the World Series and won thirty two hundred again. <laughs> he's just luck. I mean, a lot of it's luck, but he he knows he, he's a good he's good at picking too. All right, so Cody, send us who you're picking this weekend so we can all cash in on that. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I'm going to stay in touch with you for sure. <laughs> Cody, yeah. tell, me about, tell me about your 17 parlay last week that the Bucks cost you. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. I'll puke. I, mean, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I, I, I had a really good week, and I bet the biggest parlay that I'd ever bet. I bet a $500 money line oh, parlay. Gosh. And I, and I won them all except the Bucks. In the Washington football team, if if the Bucks would have beat Washington, I'd have cashed about ninety. Oh man, I'd have cashed about ninety eight hundred. Wow. So I mean, it was uh, it was gruesome. It was Anybody gruesome. would have picked that all that money line too. I know. No, yeah, I mean, absolutely. everybody's got those horror stories, but that's mine right there. So yeah, I lost a three dollar parlay the other day. It was <laughs> it was miserable. <laughs> it was twenty five. It was it was a six it was a six legger. I lost five of them. <laughs> Emory knows. I mean, I'm in a group chat with Emory and some really good coaches, and he and I send some yeah. of my screenshots in there. He sees them sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I, mean, I do sent us a, a picture of his parlay. That was a 46 cent parlay. <laughs> yeah, Rucker did do a 46 cent parlay. See what what happens is when he I threw get down 46 to like cents on for a three dollar fifty cent win. When I go down, when I get down to like three dollars or something, I make a little bit more. So I try to try to build up to five. Five dollars the next day, and then I build that up to seven dollars <laughs> until I'm eventually in the thousands. Um, but if usually, I bet 40, if I bet 46 cents and hit a 17 parlay, I'd blow my brains out. I'd kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Win 65 dollars. Yeah. But a usually, parlay. usually, what happens is once I build back up to like 25 dollars, I, I do like seven parlays and I go back down to like two dollars. <laughs> so I don't ever win anything. <laughs> Guys, that's going to wrap up the podcast today. I want to thank Cody and Joey for coming on. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I did. It's awesome. Um, got a lot of a lot of interaction. I think we got seven more followers just during the podcast because Cody and Jody were wow. on. So they're going to be on every, week, every time on. from now on just to get built <laughs> I up. Do, I do want to say one more thing. This has nothing to do with the podcast. But Christian was ripping me for picking Barney and Andy. Look at his <laughs> background. He looks like he's at – Andy's he's house in, right now. He's in, in the background making pancakes or something. So, be, I know you're watching Andy Griffith back there. This, this, this is the parents' house, okay? I can't, can't, can't judge. <laughs> All right, so guys, we got Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, then 
probably going to do our episode 10 sometime this weekend. I want to once again thank Cody and Jody uh, for coming on. Good luck to you guys going forward. Make it to catch y'all some more uh, this year when you guys play. Uh, Emery, catch you guys sometime this year. Christian, we're not coming to watch your team play, so sorry, man. (laughs) (laughs) You guys got anything? Anybody got anything before we uh, sign off here? I appreciate you having us on. I I truly enjoyed it. you know, me and Emory's been friends a long time, competed. We talk about every day. Um, really good coach, really good guy. Uh, appreciate both of you guys, all you guys having us on. Yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. It was awesome. Yeah, it was hey, same it. here. I think you guys, uh, you bring content that, that people want to see. And, and, you know, I think you do a really good job. I know I, I hit the – all my friends, I'm going to have them hit the – the follow button and the like buttons and and uh, do do my part to try to plug you guys. And I wouldn't do that if I didn't think you all were really good and, and, and knowledgeable. And I like you guys a lot. And I appreciate you having us on. And uh, there's nothing I love better than representing Cosby, getting to talk about our love for Cosby and, and some of our background. Um, so, yeah, maybe we can get back on here and, and do this again. Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely. definitely. Christian, definitely. get all your friends on to- too and let him know that uh he's when he when he follows uh we can add him as one of our followers too uh, guys i appreciate y'all coming on we're gonna sign off Hope you guys enjoy your thanksgiving i know i'm gonna be watching some football making my three cent bets or six cent bets tomorrow on this of these parlays uh guys it's good to see you guys and talk to you guys hope everybody enjoyed it. i hope everybody that's uh listening enjoys it if you hadn't followed follow us and uh, make sure you tell your friends, follow us, get some more followers. We're going to be uh, still broadcasting twice a week. Got our live feed up here that we're going to keep going. Uh, we did an hour and a half today. Usually we're about an hour, hour and ten minutes. So a little bit longer with our guests. But, guys, we're going to end it today. Uh, hope you guys will, if you hadn't listened to it, if you hadn't listened to it, you won't know when we're going to when we're going to play it anyway. So if you hadn't listened to it. So you don't know what we're talking about right now anyway. So, <laughs> um, so we're going to retweet it. And guys, appreciate y'all coming on. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys.